Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Hi there, and welcome back to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. I'm so excited to have you back this week. I am thrilled to be editing the podcast that I'm launching next week featuring Beth Ann. She's a rock star. She's a wedding singer, a wedding photographer, and she's a 2022 bride just like me. So I wanted to hop on this week and talk a little bit about something that happened this past weekend because I thought it was super relevant. We're coming up on the holidays. Everything's getting a little like wild and crazy and there's more restrictions or there's different things, all these things. If if it wasn't already the holiday and we've got the pandemic, that's also like, you know, putting that pressure on so many different things with social gatherings. And before we launch into social, social gatherings, something that I touched base on last week in the podcast episode that I got a lot of responses to and I got a lot of responses to on my Instagram when I was posting about it was social fatigue. So many of us don't really quite understand what social fatigue is. So many of us don't know how to deal with a partner who is feeling social fatigued when we're not feeling social fatigued. Wow, try to say that fast. (laughs) This is where I'm at today, friends. This is where I'm at. Trying not to sound overtly, you know, negative while you're trying to like be there for your partner, but you also like want to continue to do social things. Also, what happens when you feel socially fatigued? Because even as an extrovert, we get to that point too where we can get socially fatigued. So today I wanted to talk about figuring out A, what it looks like, B, figuring out how to deal with it if it's not happening to you, and C, figuring out how to deal with it when you are actually going through it. So strap in. I have a couple tips and tricks along the way with this. If you're not already following me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. And you can also find me on TikTok under the same name. I'm not really quite getting into it yet. Everyone keeps telling me to get on it. I know that I'm late to the game. I know that I should be on there more, but just trying to find the time between all the different things that are already going on. I wanted to make sure to really relish in my social media and that one that I'm mainly showing up on right now is still Instagram. But if you want to see me more on TikTok, let me know. I'll I'll try to figure, I'll get on there more. I'll repost what I have on social media. And like that's again, social fatigue. Even you can even have it if you want to listen back. You can even have it. Ray and I chatted about it the other day. Um, A couple episodes ago, this was probably back before the 100s, but a couple episodes back we talked about um, social drainage and just like social media drainage and like how to deal with that because social media burnout is absolutely a thing too, just as if um, social fatigue is that I'm talking about today. So something that happened this past weekend is I do all these things in order to make sure that I have my free time with Douglas when he's here. So... 
as some people like to enjoy their off days, whether that's sleeping in, whether that's watching stuff on, you know, whatever thing they like to binge on YouTube or like their their social media following or, you know, if you want to watch cartoons, like whatever floats your boat, whatever you like to do on the weekends. And I personally make sure that everything is like intact, like there's enough food at the house, there's enough wine for the weekend if we want to go out like I have reservations planned and I do all these things I do the laundry I clean all day on Friday you know I do stuff for my podcast all day on Friday so that way I have Saturday open and ready because that's the one day that I get to spend with Doug and this weekend was not a birthday we weren't looking for cars we weren't looking for houses we didn't have like family stuff going on it was like actually a weekend weekend for the two of us And I got to a point where we got up a little bit later on Saturday and late to me, I don't know how it is for everyone else, but late to me is honestly like if you're getting up after 8.30 or 9, unless you like were out crazy wild the night before till like 2 a.m. So if you're getting up before 9, like I already feel like that's considered sleeping in on your off day. So We were doing that. I started to do work for, I started to do it like administrative work for Lululemon that day. And Doug was out here in the living room after we had like gotten up and we were having our coffee and he came over to like turn on the TV and stuff like that. And we had this whole plan that we were going to go to this bacon fest in Easton, PA. If you haven't checked it out, there's a bacon fest in Easton, PA. It happens once a year. They just had their 10 year anniversary. It looked like so much fun, but we didn't end up, we did not end up going, which is so fine. But like if you ever want to check it out, they do it around this time each week. And it's in Easton, PA, which is about a little under two hours north-ish of Lancaster. And I remember thinking in my head, I was like, well, I have a couple more things to do. So I came out here to the living room and I basically like said to him, I was like, can I ask you a question? You know, I understand you want to sleep in on your weekends. And then I also understand that you, you know, maybe want to watch some of your shows, but like, could you do your dish, the dishes while you're watching the shows? So then that way, like once I was finished, we could jump in the shower and we could try to get out of there before 1030 because we, it was a two hour drive. And like did not go over well, friends. Didn't even kind of go over well. And so we're around partners and we sometimes can get easily agitated. And he was like, oh my God, come on. Like it's my off day. So we slept in a little bit and like I want to watch the show. It takes you how long to take a shower? You know, it was all this stuff. And my intention was not to passive aggressively ask him to do the dishes. And I have trained him to react that way, right? So I'm working on being less reactionary, like doing less low blows. Like that's the kind of things that are not the best part of my personality that can come out sometimes. So I had, you know, we ended up getting into like kind of an argument, but I genuinely was like, oh my God, like I was not trying to say that in a mean way but I was just asking like do you mind doing the dishes now so I can keep doing my administrative work and then I can shower and we can go and what happened was as as the whole day trickled along it just got worse and worse and worse so we didn't go to the bacon fest and we had like food here so then we had gotten over that argument right a bickering right it's not even like bad so we got over that bickering and then Doug started to reheat up the bacon that I had cooked that I had bought from market which is so good like I if I wasn't going to go to the bacon fest I had to get freaking bacon from the market and I got some on Friday so he was reheating that up and like we were better then 
And then we decided like, well, let's do some stuff around here. So we went and we got the car. We did all, all the domestic things. We went and we got the car wash and we did these things. And then we went over to Home Goods because I wanted to like repot some plants. And I was like, oh, we'll go get some new pots and then we'll stop at Home Depot and like get some, you know, fertilizer. And like we can just do stuff at home, like non-social things. Because I could just tell that he was starting to hit this realm of like social fatigue. And but that also includes me. So like that's the hardest part is like you want to make your partner less like drained but you're draining them in the process of trying to do that so that's where I went awry that I had to like that I learned that's why I want to share this story with you and then we we were in Home Depot and Doug was like so checked out like you barely responding to me didn't really want to be there like was walking off doing his own thing and I was like picking out plants and trying to figure out what I was going to put in what. And then, you know, when we got in the car, he was like, I'm just really drained. Like I had a really long week this week at base and I just like, I'm just so like socially drained right now. Fine. You know, fr- Friday, Saturdays, we all avoid like almost everything, right? Because that's every day that everyone goes out to do all their domestic work. So obviously Home Goods was packed. Obviously Home Depot was packed. Um... And then we got back here and I was like, well, let me just give you some time. Like, if you do want to cook here, we have food here or do you want to go out? And then we went into this mode of I like went out onto the little fire escape and I like repotted the plants and I just gave him some alone time because that's like kind of he just needed just a little bit of a recharge minus me. And I wanted to do something for myself. So I took some self-care time and like repotted some plants and these new planters and like had a blast videotaping. I'm going to post about it on social media. And I think that you have to give them the space. So then when we came back in, I was like, let's just go to like a middle of the road place. Cause he was like, well, let's go out to eat. And I said, well, everything's booked. It's Saturday. It's like, it's a small town. That's the one day, like you have to make sure you have reservations by Thursday for anyone ever trying to plan and go out. Like, I'm not joking. Like if you know, you want to go out on Saturday, literally make that reservation Tuesday. Um, because that's just how it is in a smaller town. If you're trying to go to like a hot spot and, or the week before. So some places are even two weeks out at this point. And I wanted to find like a middle of the road. So I went to this really cool place um, called 551 West and that's on King Street. And we went there and it was the first time I ever went there. It was like bar food, but it was a chill, relaxed bar food. It wasn't packed. It was Saturday. It was like the exact thing that he needed. It was good food. It wasn't anything wild. There was a good beer selection, good whiskey selection. Um, We ended up having a good time, but we got into like a deeper conversation and he was just really stressed about a lot of things and all that stuff kind of surfaced during our dinner date. And that's, that's how those things go, right? You keep them bottled up or you're stressed out or you're already fatigued and it's like, you don't want to bring them up, but then they always end up coming up. And then we always end up like, you know, getting into this whirlwind of like some type of bickering moment or like an argument. And it's not bad because it clearly needed to be discussed. And Doug and I are just struggling in the sense of, of, of finances, which is so basic. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, me and my husband always discuss finances or me and my partner always like stressed about money. It's a thing. We always are all stressed about money, no matter how big or how little we have, you know, we're planning a wedding. We're trying to move into a home. Doug needs a civilian job coming out of the Navy. I'm trying to like, you know, grow and advance in my own personal career right now at work. And like, 
when you look at your paychecks and you look at what you want and and then you have to make sacrifices. And so Doug's point was like, if we're so stressed about all this stuff, like why did you go out and buy yourself like some potting stuff today? Because like we can live without that. But for me, that was a form of self-care that like I needed a project that I could work on a little bit so I could give him the space he needed for social fatigue. So like I at the time felt like it was a necessity because I could tell like, hey, if I can get some time to do something like this, he can have some alone time. So you know how all those things go down. And at the end of the day, like we had to just stop and regroup and we had a whole chat that night. We came home and we talked for a really long time about social fatigue and I forgot what it was like because it's been almost a year and a half since Doug and I have lived together and I needed a refresher. So let's talk a little bit about what social fatigue looks like because if I would have been able to pinpoint it, I would have known how to make it better quicker and or just pivot and make a different choice. It normally looks like you're detached from other people, you're not very focused You have intense headaches or migraines that like just kind of come out of nowhere. Lots of low energy or fatigue, the word in general. You have difficulty sleeping. Maybe you have an emotional meltdown or one that I notice even more than anything is irritability. So if you're super irritable, if you notice someone being super irritable, you know that they've hit that point. Signs of depression and then anxiety. So when introverts don't get enough alone time, it's really easy for them to become overstimulated. So social interactions that are extending over three hours can lead to post-socializing fatigue for some people, people that are introverts. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, you have to be mindful and be in tune with their mental health and like knowing how you can help and recognize early signs of it. So if you notice that they're not able to sleep like the week before, if you've been doing a lot of things, if they're um, overly reactive, which is something that I always talk about on the podcast, that's like one of my things, getting overly reactive, if they have super low energy, more low than you normally see in them, and if they're just like not performing at their best. So when they're burnt out too, they can feel hopeless and they can lose motivation and they feel detached and depressed and they, they're withdrawing from conversation. So there's all these different things that you can notice from that. And no matter like how you are as a person in any situation, there's no way to like truly avoid social exhaustion. You just have to keep in mind that it takes time to practice and you need to pay close attention to looking for things when you can see that someone's being overstimulated or they're feeling burnout. So for someone like Doug, I don't personally pack, 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 pack a million things in unless we're on a trip because I know that he's going to need like breaks in between. It's not a bad thing. It's just that I know that about my partner and maybe there's things that I can do without him or I can let him like go out on some type of like nature walk by himself and not join him so he can get a little bit recharged. I find ways to set boundaries with Doug. So yes, as an extrovert, I can feel tired and crammed with my own schedule, with back-to-back social events or with my own events that I pack onto my day. And learning how to say no is so imperative. And I talk about the power of no so many times because you even know that there's some things that you need to just say no to because it's just so emotionally draining. So then the things that you say yes to, you can genuinely enjoy. So setting those boundaries for yourself and just knowing when to say no to an event that 
you know will not serve you. Because I was a yes girl for so long and there was even a Halloween event this year that I was like, you know what, I'm not going to go because like I learned an aerial training all last week, all day long and all I wanted to do was come home and like relax with Doug and Nico, have a glass of wine, a nice dinner and just like, I think we watched, um, we watched the Haunted Mansion, the old Eddie Murphy film (laughs) and I was like, oh my God, yeah, I forgot about that. It was a flop for Disney. I realized and remembered why it was a flop. But we did something Halloween-y, but we didn't have to go to a party. And that was like what we both needed. I was, you know, in silks all day doing like aerial yoga. And Doug like was recharging all day. So it was good that we we said no to that. When you can also, another thing is like you can schedule that alone time. So whether you need to do this at like work or school or at home, you can set aside 10 to 30 minutes a day that's just entirely yours for whatever you need so Doug will often tell me like hey I need an hour right now or I need 30 minutes right now or I just need to go on a walk by myself right now and him sharing that with me is me understanding that he needs to schedule that alone time so he can he can pop back from that social fatigue you have to allow them to have that space that was one of the biggest and hardest struggles during the pandemic for us living in a New York apartment And I talked about that a lot, like, because anytime he wanted to go out, us getting out of the apartment, like, oh my God, I was so excited. Like, yeah, let's go out. But sometimes he needed to go out by himself. And then sometimes I needed to go out by myself. So in dealing with that, other things that we can do is we can just take time to reset. We can either meditate or um, do some type of engagement by yourself, like journaling, You can always uh, do your own meditation practice or your own yoga practice or go to a workout by yourself. Go like blow off that steam or allow them to go do that. Because what Doug said to me too that like really resonated this week, he was like, I'm not a child. It's not as though like you need to make sure that I want to eat this for dinner. It's not that. It's just like I'm just burnt out. And I didn't know if staying at home and talking all night would make us more burnout and like having to cook and do more dishes or if it was going to be better for us to get served that night, which it did end up being better. So I picked like an in-between. And then you just want to make sure that you know how to catch that, right? Like you want to make sure that you're there for your partner because it is hard. And when Doug left this weekend... All I did yesterday, I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to like go home. And I was like, oh gosh, I have to record the episode. And I thought in my head, well, I can wake up and record it in the morning because that's going to serve me better. I'm going to give and perform a better episode. I have a more researched thing that I want to bring up topic wise. And at the same point, like I was done. Like I get to points even on my social media, if you notice that I was absent, where like I don't even want to get on there like I don't I don't have anything to talk about or I I do but like I need to stop and my form of like dealing with social fatigue is like zone zoning out in front of the tv like that is literally what it is and it's not extended periods of time but it's like that you know from 9 p.m to like 10 30 at night like sometimes I just need that hour and a half to just zone out and just get invested in something that doesn't make me think of the laundry list of everything. Because I discovered, though Doug has social fatigue, I get stressed about all the planning. So I get overwhelmed by all the different things that I have to do and all the different places of things that I have to do them. And now add in planning the biggest event of your life, which is your wedding day. 
And I, I get anxiety about that and I get stressed about that. And I bring that on Doug and I bring that into our conversations and I bring that on myself and, you know, dealing with each thing at a time, instead of looking at the massive laundry list, I have to clear the anxiety and just pinpoint and focus on one thing, which is why the meditations help, which is why the journaling helps me, which is why the yoga helps me, which is why self-care in general is so, so important. And it's so necessary So that was why I wanted to like just bring up looking out for those social fatigues, understanding that not everyone is programmed the exact same way. But once Doug left this weekend, I very much was socially fatigued yesterday and noticed that I I wasn't as chit chatty at work. And when I came home at night, I was just like, I was done. It was 8 p.m. I took Miko on a walk. I brought her back in. I started cooking dinner and nine o'clock rolled around and I was like nine to ten thirty. I was like I need to unplug I'm done I was just done so I think that noticing when you have it too and like what ways you like to do that but communicating it with your partner like I could have said easily to Doug like I just need to zone out this is what I need to watch if I would have needed to take my laptop and go into my room instead and just like do that because he's here now because I talked about in the last episode about preparing to like make your space an our space again as opposed to just a my space um so just going through all those different things I hope that if you have any like questions about social fatigue obviously we all know like I am no expert on any of this it's just something that I noticed coming up for us this week and I wanted to like bring it up because when Doug doesn't get enough alone time he becomes overstimulated and it can happen so quickly and it occurs before you even realize it And then it leads to that exhaustion and you have to like deal with the recovery and they really need that time for themselves. So making sure that you understand that. And if you don't know what it is, if you've never felt it before, I just want you to know that it feels like there's this great, there was this great thing that I read earlier this week about it. Because I looked up, I was like, how to deal with my introverted partner when they're going through social fatigue. I'm not even joking, guys. I literally looked that up on the internet when he was going through this on Saturday. But it was, think about having a cell phone and we start our day fully charged. And there are so many different activities that start to zap our energy. And by noon, we may be running on a little less than 10%. Of course, we have different stressors that can affect our battery. Nobody is efficient with a battery drained right like no one's happy when their battery is drained so if you are starting to feel like that just just being open and honest that you're starting to feel drained and I said that last week too like it's we wake up in the morning with like zero coins as a extrovert and as the social gatherings and the meetings that you have throughout the day you gain coins and if you're an introvert you wake up in the morning and you have all your coins and every social interaction people take away the coins it's not a bad thing it's so you Doug and I are still work great together because we're introverted and extroverted we're both still social and I'm still kind of introverted and he's definitely still kind of extroverted but just knowing how to deal with that different partnership and like working on those cogs and looking for those signs so then that way you can best serve your partner in that moment of social fatigue If you have any questions about anything that came up today on the podcast, do not hesitate to reach out to me on social media. And if you have any questions, I am stoked about next week's episode. I said it earlier. 
you're going to absolutely love her. We're going to talk weddings. So if you're in a wedding, if you're going to a wedding, if you're a bride-to-be, if you think you're getting proposed too soon, this is going to be the episode for you. We talk about tips. We talk about exciting things that comes down to planning your wedding after being at a million weddings and not even realizing all this stuff went into it that we never really factored in because it's a big, massive thing. And it's causing me so much anxiety and stress. Yes, wedding nightmares are a thing. So things are happening like that. And I just wanted to socially open up and have an amazing conversation about weddings. So this will be one of the many. You know I've said that I'm going to bring on my vendors at different points throughout the next not even year now, the next eight, eight months. So yeah, strap in. Here we go. The first one of the wedding chats will be next week. So be sure to tune in and have a kick-ass rest of your week. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the Universal film Anastasia. Or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.